If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? I'm doing really well, Connor. Do you think we should change the intro music? Um, into what? I, some kind of R&B hip-hop type <coughs> thing, maybe. Just so you get a bit more street cred with the kids. Do, do you think that would get a street cred? Or maybe, maybe it I would mean, be seen worth- as like two dads trying to get street cred? Oh, I saw a thing, actually, the other day, and it was that... Uh, Pop punk is the new dad rock. And that hurt me to my very soul. <laughs> because that's all I have, Connor. If any kids start insulting American Idiot, the greatest album of all time, I'll walk, Sean. I will walk. It, it, American Idiot. Also, a dookie. A, a fine contributor to the whole thing. <laughs> this is a great start to Weird News this week. Um, Sean, this is Weird News. What do we do here? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read them all out to me, a man who has been too busy listening to Green Day and Fallout. A man who is too white. (laughs) A man who is far, far too white for mine or anyone else's good, let me just tell you. I don't know what that means. The son just looks at you and goes, fuck off. (laughs) Ah, fuck fuck off. Your your time is over, old man. (laughs) Um, so look, we're news this week. We're starting off covering a story of love. Um, okay, now it's, it's a weird love. No, it's not a weird love. It's, it's weird news. It's <laughs> what they've done to other people. That's weird because I oh. have a couple that have sparked some fury at their wedding uh, because they've asked their wedding okay. guests to do one particular thing <gasps> all day. I have seen this. Wait, am I? It, okay. Is this the puppet thing? It is the puppet thing. Oh, Sean, yes. Couple, this came up over casual conversation, Connor. Couple spark fury after asking wedding guests to buy 125 pound puppets to wear all day. That's every guest, every single one of them, owning a 125 pound puppet and wearing it all day. Wearing it on there. Now, we're talking like hand puppets, not like the big bird fucking costume puppet thing. <laughs> Some that turns up in a Barney costume. <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, look, it's your wedding day. You can do whatever you want. 
it is an asshole move to ask guests to do that, I think. It, see, this is where the tricky thing comes in, is are they the asshole? Yeah, as the reddest tread normally covers of... Which, we could do a whole podcast, by the way, just reading those posts and Oh, deciding. they're amazing. Um, they're so of them, good. Half of them are fake, but the other half oh, yeah. are, like, too specific to be fake. And I'm just like, yeah. sometimes I'm like, no, you're not the asshole. <laughs> you don't deserve this. Um, no, like, 125 quid for an accessory for the day. Mm. Which, what happens, to, what are you going to do with that afterwards? Like? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a signal of love, shot. It's a symbol. It, it, but, but, yeah, but, like, so is being married. You ah, don't well. need the puppets there. <laughs> a couple who met through their shared love of, love of puppetry claim of they want to incorporate this passion into all aspects of their upcoming wedding. However, not everyone is happy about it. The soon-to-be husband and wife first locked eyes during a college puppetry class. Surely they were the only two there. <laughs> the, one of them was teaching the class, the other had wandered into the wrong room. <laughs> the other one walked in and just looked around, the place was empty. It's like, is it the right room? <laughs> Did they lock eyes with each other or with the puppets? <laughs> puppets hate each other. Oh, that would be a great bit if they were madly in love, but the yeah. puppets didn't get oh, along. And I'm sure they've done that bit. I know, you know, at like dinners. How, oh, absolutely. Mm. How involved are the puppets in their everyday life is mm. my question. If you're in a fight, are the puppets also fighting? Or do the puppets have a very successful double act and they're going to be professional about the whole thing? Yeah, like they're going to f- they're going to like put it to the side because they're trying to make some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only time, by the way, that you're like having a pup having a puppet on you at all times. The only time is that useful is when you're taking something hot out of an oven because you've got an inbuilt <laughs> glove right there. <laughs> That's the only time. <laughs> the one and only time. Also, if you wander on to set of the Muppets show, that's the other time it's helpful. That's the other time. There's only two times. Everyone knows that. That's all they talk about. That's um, day one of primary school. <laughs> my fa- one of my favourite tweets of all time is um, that, isn't it the tweet about the puppetry class or the ventriloquist? Uh, class. It's like first day in the class and it's like, um, first rule of ventriloquism club is that we don't talk, don't tell anyone about it. Haha, <laughs> that's only a joke. First rule is, of course, don't fall in love with your puppet. <laughs> <laughs> <And, laughs> it's such a dumb joke that I, I always laugh at whenever I see it. Um, so, as their love grew, the former performing art students considered hat boy and daisy in love as well. Uh, that's, that's the puppets I can only assume. I, I was assuming. Um, I was assuming. I hope hat boy was- is in the name of something Else. And what a they lazy wanted- name, by the way. <laughs> and, knew, and knew they wanted them to be part of their wedding. To this day, they still use their puppet-style Muppets. Oh, wait. Muppet-style puppets, not puppet-style Muppets. Um, both at home and at their local theatre. At home. Really? Okay, well, but what do you do? Who is it for at home? <laughs> right? Because cause puppets are, you know, they're about performing. Uh, they're about yeah. like putting on an act and entertaining people mm. but when it's just the two of you talking to each other through puppets there's an issue there I feel I, maybe you don't have good communication skills with each other maybe you can only di- like say your deepest darkest fears to each other through puppets but why would you marry that person then because there's the only person other than you in the world that has a puppet that they talk through <laughs> That, okay, yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But I also feel maybe you can work with the puppets. What if they go into like couples therapy and the therapist pulls out some puppets and is like, now <laughs> the we're going to act this And they're fucking game for it. They're so ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, the bride and groom have invited their troop of fellow puppeteers to their wedding. and even They're all the cer- puppeteers. <laughs> oh, puppeteers, Sean. And even <laughs> want the ceremony to be officiated by puppets, believing this will make for an incredible picture. Pictures. So wait, they're part of a puppet theatre group. Yes. Is this just a, an elaborate stage play? That I think it might L- be, yes. If the puppets get married, is that legally binding? <laughs> or if a puppet marries you? Is it, like, 
Where does that I'm, stand in the eyes of Next law? week we're going to have like a phone in from Kermit, but he's got to like muffle his voice. It's going to be like a black. <laughs> it's like Jerry Adams back in the day. We've got to tell him. We've got to ask him all these questions. Um, so they've also asked guests to bring along a high quality puppet of their own in lieu of guests, uh, in lieu of gifts, I should say, expecting them to pay anywhere within the region of £125 to £415 for Fuck the puppet. That. Um, unfortunately, not everyone finds this quirky idea to be quite as fun as they do, Sean. Um, no, as it's very much just for them, like, that this is happening. Uh, so, the groom has took to Reddit, Sean, to state their case as to what has occurred. Um, he wrote, We also want everyone to wear their puppets during the entire wedding and reception. All puppets we're suggesting can be mounted on and controlled with one hand. The puppets are meant to be guests at the wedding, in the same way all our human guests are as well. No. They're, like, what? that's such a burden to place on people. At, like, a day that, like, they'll book off work, they'll give... Because, like, they say just buy the puppet, but there's going to be money in cards and shit like that as well. Also, and here's how you fix this entire thing... Don't do it for the whole ceremony. Don't do it for the whole day. Have the meal. Have a few drinks. Then bring out the puppets. Oh, all right. And you will have the best crack you have ever or, had. Wow, that puppet said some real racist stuff over there oh. in the corner. <laughs> and it's just, he's like, oh, it wasn't me. It was the puppet. Oh. But, he's like, but he's on mic at the time. Like he's, Who gave that puppet a hood? <laughs> Wait, where's he moving that burning torch to? <laughs> this is fucked up, guys. This is fu- It's the puppet. It's not me. I've only had a few beers. But that's maybe that's a better way to do it, though, because you find out what your wedding guests are really like. Oh, in that maybe. Um, he says there's a lot of people not happy. Both of our parents, my wife's sister, and family members on both sides have complained that this is completely unreasonable. They're concerned about how are they going to eat and drink, and how are they going to dance. You don't need hands to dance. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, you do. Look, if I'm doing it, I need hands to dance. What okay. kind of shape do you throw in here? Oh, all of, stacking the shelves, Connor. Cleaning the floors. <laughs> Can't just stack one windows. shelf. What am I meant to no. do? <laughs> There's a whole warehouse here that has to be filled, folks. <laughs> this will take double the time. I was at a wedding and there was no one on the dance floor, so I tried to, like, oh, get people on those. the dance floor. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> no, I was pissed. No, they oh, had I table assumed. wine. They had I table assumed. wine at this thing. Oh, man, it was so... Okay, but what happened was is the, the DJ said... Okay, and now let's get ready to party. Oh, here we and go. you just hear one, two, three, four, and any normal person thinks you're about to break into Outcasts. Hey, yeah, from the Mambo Number no. Five or the Mambo Number no. Five. Now yeah, it was yeah. neither of the two. It was oh. Little Lion Man by Mumford and Sons. <laughs> but I, I was out in the middle of that dance floor giving it socks. <laughs> What? What are even the dance moves at a wedding to Little Lion Man by Mumford and Sons? It's a lot of uh, air acoustic guitar. Oh, a, a little bit of knee ha- tapping. Oh, there's knee tapping. The, yeah. the, the, the dance floor was constructed in such a way that you could get a really good sound if you stamped on it. So oh. by the end of the night, I had everyone stamping and it yeah. was great. And uh, because that's like Mumford and Sons, that you have to have the stamp. Oh, it's Stampy Dance. That's, that was my prison name as well. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's how you got out. I take two years off a sentence. I don't want to look at Good it luck. anymore. <laughs> I can't. I can't stomach this for another second. <laughs> Not another Stampy Night. Um, so he continued, they're concerned about how they're going to eat and drink. Uh, sorry, as I said, we of yeah. course don't expect people to have their puppet on their hand while they're in the bathroom. <laughs> But everywhere else, we'd really <laughs> insist on it. <laughs> Just, that's that's oddly sinister. Also, I feel he does want them to use it in the bathroom. Yeah, but like, like is that weird? Oh, it's definitely weird because mm. what, like, what's the what's what's the protocol there? You know. Mm. Like, where's the... What's what's the order of well, operations? Surely you can you still wear it, but, like, you just use the other hand. I, oh, first. I'm dual wielding at this wedding. <laughs> All day, every day. Dual. I, I go to the bathroom, I have to pick my favourite. You can do one of those where you stick, like, the puppet hand behind your back. 
Like, I'm yeah, talking oh, as a yeah. guy. That is a formal piss that you are taking. I'm taking a regal piss. <laughs> the one hand behind the back. <laughs> like a pheasant just walking along behind you. Um, so we also made sure that our uh, uh, all of our food are all finger foods. There will be plenty of cocktail tables so people can put down their drinks. We've even made sure all of the food for the dinner itself is portioned so that it can be eaten in bite sizes just with a fork without having to use a knife. So you're going to be fucking hungry as well. <laughs> yeah, no, you're going to be starving and you're going to be walking around a fucking puppet. Um, the groom-to-be believes a reluctant guest would have a blast once they're actually there with their puppets and doesn't feel like they've made an unreasonable request. Um, now, some other people on Reddit, Sean, this might surprise you, have come in to say, it's a bit fucking mad, isn't it? <sighs> Strong opinions from Reddit, Connor. <laughs> Um, so I mean here's the take shot I wanted to come to you I wanted to know your thoughts because obviously we haven't been invited to the wedding but no, if you had yet. yet but if you had and they'd heard of your shapes and they'd heard of your stubbies um, do you think maybe you would have been first and guest also how much are you spending on the puppet what type That's, of puppet are you getting this is the thing now I, like I, I I, would I, my gut instinct would be I'm going to make this fucking puppet myself how hard can it be yeah and yeah. then I would spend 800 euro on puppet making <laughs> supplies no you'd spend 300 then look at it and go that's fucking shite that's shocking I can't bring that I, can't I may restart that. again <laughs> but I like I genuinely would just not bring the puppet. I would just, I would, I would RSVP, yes. And I'd give him, you know, 200 quid in a card or whatever it is. And I would be like, oh, I look, there was an issue with the puppet factory. He died on the way here. (laughs) He didn't (laughs) make it. Have like pictures of like the the coffin. Oh, you're already in the church. Puppet funeral. Right after the wedding. Would they turn up you're already there but like you're the only one crying in the pews? I'm wearing a suit. And I'm Gone dab- too soon. <laughs> I'm dabbing my eyes with a hanky, but the other hand is still in the puppet shape because it hasn't come to terms with it yet. <laughs> also, if you've got old people... Now, look, I'm saying I'm, I'm absolutely fine with old people getting invited to wedding, Sean. I'm just saying, in this scenario... <laughs> it's a weird scenario, stance to take, Connor. <laughs> it's a weird stance to take, I know. But in this scenario, I feel like they shouldn't be brought after a certain age due to the fact that might not be steady on their feet. And they might be walking around, you're already taking 50% of their balancing off them by having it in a puppet. That is true, but, uh, like, surely they will get some kind of pass for age, that, like, you get an exemption from puppetry. Because what if they need (laughs) a stick? What if they need a walking stick or anything Well, look, they should have thought about that before they went to the puppet wedding. But, uh, but, 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 but... They're part of the family, though. Sean, they insist on it. I cannot stress enough how much they insist on the puppets. They're puppeteers themselves. They want Okay. It. I'm going to get... Okay, they're puppeteers. Fair enough. I'm going to get the best fucking puppet. I am going to upstage that entire wedding <laughs> with this puppet. I'm going to put on the best puppet show <laughs> you've ever seen. I'm best man at this wedding. Me and the puppet are doing a double act. Oh, no. Like, taking the I just microphone off it. each other. Go ahead. This, this might be... Award for the worst possible wedding speech ever. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it will be. Yeah, think like think of every Punch and Judy show you've ever seen. None, because it's not done here. <laughs> <laughs> so, but imagine the concept. I was and thinking, I've seen bad. none. <laughs> good, good. You remember that fucking pu- Jeff Dunham, the puppet guy back in yeah. the day? Oh, he's. Big. It's going to be. It was, it was massive, but uh, hot, problematic. But there was, there's going to be a lot of misremembered quotes from his stand-up bits. Oh, good. Is what any yeah. speech is going to be. And uh, uh, this reminds me of something that would happen. Um, I don't know if this show is in the US, but didn't they have, like, Don't Tell the Bride? Uh, or isn't yeah. it, like, one of those where the guy books all the wedding? And I like, think it is Don't Tell the Bride it's called, yeah. That was called, yeah. And so then they, they give him, like, the money first, but he has to book it all himself. And they always pick people who I can only assume have fallen off a ladder last week. Like, they, like they're walking around with humans. triple concussions. <laughs> like, they're insane. Like, I, I watched it one day. I got I went down a rabbit hole of this. And this dude, like, booked a Ryanair flight and they got married on the flight. <laughs> uh, but the, the trade-off was that 
the bride's dad couldn't walk her down the fucking aisle because it's a Ryanair flight and it's tiny. Like, genuinely. And then, sorry, they didn't even go to a foreign location. They circled the airport, landed, and then went back to a warehouse he had filled with sand. Sorry. <laughs> they literally, they do the interview and I'm like, genu- like a really tall ladder. I cannot stress enough how tall this ladder must be because when they interviewed him, they're like, well, you know, her name is Sarah. She's a teacher and um, she likes... She, she likes sports, sporty gal, um, all right, all right. and uh, she likes reading. She's she's big into literature, and look, we love movies. We look, we love all the superhero movies and all that stuff. And so I've heard a bouncy castle, and we're going to get yeah. married on one of them. <laughs> and I've also made her dress up as like a, a camo. I've given her dress a camo look, so maybe she's camouflaged into the bouncy Walking castle. Walking down the down the aisle in a ghillie suit, you know. <laughs> and I've got a goat for some reason, and I'm always like. Can you hear yourself? <laughs> what's, what's happening here? But that is the best. Also, this is ve- like vaguely going into, oh, lad talk. But that's the best show to watch with your girlfriend. Because you look like the best human oh, there's ever Even been. if you've made one cup of tea in the past month. Or even just watching the show, just being like, he's a fucking idiot. Even isn't being he? able to watch the show and remembering how to breed. You're, like, oh, you're smart. Jesus. You're a genius. Do you want to plan the wedding? No, This I do seems not. like the type of stuff that would go on in that show and they wouldn't yeah. tell the bride, for example. But in this one, they've both agreed. So it's a double trouble. It's, it's double the power that you're dealing with. How You can't change your mind, I don't think. How do you feel about puppets? Like just aside from wedding or anything like that. I mean, they're fine when they're when they're not near me. Like, oh, oh you have a, you're some kind of fear of puppets, do you? No, no, just like in terms of the entertainment value. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, like I, I just don't know who's this into puppets. I guess there's look, there's all sorts and do what you it's want. Gotta be somebody. Happy. But like, would would you be pissed off if like I invited you to my wedding and I told you, oh, Connor, you have to wear. I don't know, an infinity gauntlet on your hand the entire night. See, I'm I'm different though. I think, geez, that's fucking cool. I think that's class, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm, class. I'm making notes. Don't tell the bride. <laughs> but, like, do I have to buy it? You do. You have to buy, oh. like, a replica one. Oh, and it's fuck. like 200 quid. Oh, oh. Um, and if I don't get it, I'm not coming. No, you can't be, uh, I would say second, no, third best man. I'm, I'm gonna say. say now, I hope you have a lovely day. <laughs> <laughs> I will still be taking my meal, I'll have it delivered. <laughs> Never delivered to my home. Um, no, I just feel like if, if you're going to this wedding, just maybe bring something else, but don't bring a puppet, but bring, go, go along with it. What if you bought like a Pinocchio fucking marionette thing? Mm. And, like, it's technically still a puppet, but mm. it's this weird wooden monstrosity amongst a load of Muppet hands, you know, and he's just, go, like, fucking going for it on the dance floor. <laughs> no, how you make your puppet dance? You're just picking up and fucking into the middle of the dance floor. Fuck, see that move? Jesus, I'll go get it now. Just pick it back think, up, just fuck it away. I think a lot of that's going to happen. Maybe we've just, like, maybe in an American wedding, this will be a lot more uh, well-received. But this would not fly in Ireland. No, in Ireland, you're not, you're not getting out of this life. Um, no. Okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And I have a man who had a very bad day. And this headline takes a turn. Um, okay. About two thirds of the way through. There's only technically three pieces of information. And two of them are normal. One of them right. took me by surprise. Bit weird. Man crashes into shop, runs off, attacked by emu. <laughs> oh, this all hinges on the geography of the story. Where is this set, Connor? <laughs> a driver who crashed his utility vehicle into a shop at the centre of Wiltshire Town in England thought he was <gasps> making an escape, only to get attacked by an emu as he ran from the scene. Wait, so the emu was, like, defending the shop? <laughs> Not the emu, the emu. The emu, that's what I said. Yeah, sorry. I'm Emos emu, wouldn't I'm defend like, shit. Rock on, <laughs> my dudes. <laughs> We'll carry on. <laughs> um, the driver, who has not been named by police, somehow managed to swerve into the shop front on Gloucester Street in Malmesbury. Everyone's favourite street. 
um, crashing into the shop front almost at 90 degrees to the road. Somehow, he ended up at a perfectly 90 degree angle. He managed to T-bone a shop, basically. How? How is that even possible? That's that's not even the weirdest part of this story, though. But that, remarkably, wasn't the worst thing to happen to him that day. Man, me and this reporter are on the same page. Who, with a passenger, ran from the scene as people nearby came to their aid. So people come over to help. The two of them were like, fuck, I think we might get blamed for this. Um, So they get out of the car, set off. The crash scene was opposite the historic abbey in Wiltshire Town, which is 25 miles from Bristol. I mean, Oh, that's good to know. Bristol's Um, a big pirate city, just as it goes. A lot of pirate history there. Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's also next door to a hotel where the chef came out to help. And he said that he, he, he rushed because he has first aid training. And he went to see if the two people were scrambling, uh, if the two people scrambling out of the vehicle needed help. We just assumed somebody had lost control of the car. But when we got there, they tried to run away. So Dean chases after them, the chef, right? Uh-huh. And he, he's chasing now the driver to, like, give him first aid. <laughs> I can only assume, come back here! <laughs> but... but. Uh, also, sorry, I'm just imagining the chef as, like, a cartoon, like, big white hat. Swedish? Big sw- Swedish, Muppet. big meat cleaver in one hand. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm puppet based for the rest of the episode, I think. <laughs> so Dean gave chase as the driver ran off across the hilltop market town. A chase lasted for 15 minutes. Jesus <laughs> Christ, fair play. Dean, why are you chasing him? Like, he came out to be like, I'm no first aid, I can help. And then quickly turns into, I'm going to track this man until my dying day. Maybe he was like, okay, something has got, something's gone on, like that's a stolen car or something, and the mm. chef wanted to stop it? Yes. Or stop the burglary, burglary maybe? Um, they ran across allotments and eventually out of the town into the fields near the river and into a farm which keeps exotic animals, Sean. Okay. Not that uncommon, I've learned recently, that farms just have weird animals. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a place near me that just has alpacas just around. It's class. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty all right. Have you gone? No, I haven't gone yet. They, um, I tell you, I, I'm going to tell you off, Mike. It's very easy to locate. <laughs> the driver left a fence and found himself face to face with an emu. And an angry one at that. A mother with is, her... Sorry, an emu is the fastest land bird, by the way. Fastest oh. flightless bird. It can run really fast. And he's just run 15 minutes. He's fucked. So, He's not getting away from this either. Have you ever ran for like two minutes? I mean, you're always fucked after two. I mean, my limit is about 55 seconds, uh, personally. (laughs) Before every sporting season, I start doing 5Ks, right? Just to kind of get fit. But normally, like, especially when you first start, like in January, you you go run it and like you're 90 seconds in or two minutes in, you're like fucking puffing. You are, who boys. Like, that must be four and a half K by now, surely. You're thinking to yourself, I've only got to do half the first song, but I must be nearly done. I can't even turn around because it's the same distance back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually embarrassing if I jog back. I don't even get your second wind. But like, these lads, I don't think they're trading. This guy's just got into a car accident and has then ran for 15 mi- minutes. Yeah, he got into a car accident, no stretches, ran for 15 15 minutes and now has uh, to like bare knuckle box an emu. <laughs> and, uh, so the emu was angry as it was a mother with her young. Uh, the mother obviously felt threatened and proceeded to attack the man, um, said Dean. He, then Dean says, I'm a fisherman. I have been around swans. Shit, Dean, you're a chef. You're a chef. Well, I, I mean, I guess that is the natural progression, though, isn't it? That, you like, catch them, you cook them. Catch the fish, figure out what to do with it. That's what yeah, that yeah. old proverb says. Yeah, uh, but 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 his 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 experience as a fisherman is solely based on the fact that he's been around swans. Is yeah. that what I'm hearing? Yeah, he's like, and I've been around swans, which ultimately you wouldn't need to be a fisherman to be around swans, Dean. I think. No. Gee, like, you can be around swans at any point. Yeah, I, I think you could be any single occupation, even a chef, Dean, and you could yeah. be around swans. You could do bird watching. There's a perfect opportunity to look at a swan. Because he says when swans are with their young, oh, they're protective. Um, so I thought, there's no way I'm going in there. They are massive, he said. <laughs> he was like, no, nope, not for me. 
his brain is going through this. He's like, I remember the swans. So, I mean, that lad's dead. He's, he's fucked. I saw a swan attack a dog once. Yeah, you've told me this story. And, yeah. and you've told me swans are bastards. Swans are bastards. Just mm. any time it comes up, I want it to be known swans are bastards. Uh, the I, Dean is the chef, right? He's the executive uh, chef and apparently a fisherman. Okay, and and swan expert. Do the I revenue like, council know he's double dipping on these jobs? Is he getting see, emergency taxed? I don't know. Is the fishing more of a, a hobby or is it a profession? Is is the question. Uh, I can only assume it's a hobby, but even then, why is he fishing for swans? He's clearly not a good fisherman if he's trying to bait swans into the boat. He, I don't think he's trying to catch the swan. I think there's the, maybe the swans are trying to catch the fish, but Dean is also trying to catch the fish. But then why so else would of, I'm a fisherman? So he says, I'm a fisherman, I've been around swans. That would I, imply to me, as someone who speaks English, he's catching no swans, Sean. But no, but swans aren't fish, which if you spoke English, you would understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Dean, he's confused. <laughs> Dean, Dean is dehydrated right now. He has Actually, just sprinted for 15 minutes. That's a very minutes. good point. I'm a fisherman. And then he goes on to talk about two birds. <laughs> yeah, he knows nothing about birds. He's the worst fisherman. I'm a shit chef. <laughs> I'd like um, a bit of chicken, yeah, a giraffe, yeah, of course. <laughs> I would oh, have Jesus, it on the I went bungee jumping once myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bungee jumper myself. Um, I've been around elephants, dangerous fucking birds, those emus. Um, so help is quickly at hand in the shape of the Wiltshire police, who offered the man a better option than an angry emu and arrested him. I mean... What was the choice there? It like, looks to his right and the emu has like a knife. And looks to the left and they're like, come out, we've got chocolate. I think if an emu kicks you in the chest, you'll die. Yeah, uh, I, I, that, I mean, it's game over at that point. Yeah, that, that's my classic pickup line as well. Um, but do, if, you were, <laughs> if I were to give you a choice, Connor, you've done a crime. Yeah. And you can either go with the know. police or I can leave you in this ca- in this fence with an emu and turn my back for five minutes. Which one are you going to pick? Is it the Irish police? It, let's say yes. Oh, well, I mean, at that point, you're, yeah, the lads. You're going with the boys. <laughs> oh, the boys. <laughs> we'll talk about our time in school together. <laughs> no, but, John, is that... John, you, did you get... You went through, did you? Fucking hell, I haven't seen you in ages. Fair fucks yeah, to you, let anyone be a guard these days, won't you? <laughs> we had a guy play for our sporting team. Be a, he was a cop and he literally brought us in to do a line-up once. I think I told this on the show. He was like, we need lads oh. to do the line-up for the criminal. Um, and so I have been remember in, this. I've been in a criminal line-up, right? And I knew I had not done that murder or no assault it was. I had not done it. They even brought the guy out in fucking handcuffs and put him in the lineup, right? And right. at the same time, <laughs> when they were like, the person is choosing. What I was like, you? oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, me. oh, man. I was it like you see in movies, like the, the glass wall and the... No, nah, it was outside. Oh. Was, we were outside. And the <laughs> like other a firing squad situation. <laughs> There was a lot of lads there with guns. No, we were all blindfolded. No, we were all outside in the lineup, and the other person was inside, uh, behind the the two glasses or whatever. The two glasses. The two glasses. Double sided glass is what I mean. Of course. Um, yeah, yeah. And so they they were basically looking. I was in the lineup, and I'm thinking to myself, I know I didn't do it, but I was eyeing your man up. And I was like, how fucking similar am I? Like, what, what shit is that hair? <laughs> What's the height like? <laughs> You're like comparing yourself to him. <laughs> I was like, if I go down for this, I just came down here to help out. And if that person had picked you, would you have been arrested? Like, or I, did they? I, see, the thing is, but I was only there as a favour. Like, the lad was like, oh, we need three of lads. <laughs> like, and so if I'd come down, I think he probably would have vouched for me that I definitely wasn't the person they were looking for. It's like, no, he's not capable of it. Look at him. <laughs> he's a fucking idiot, this lad. And also, if I did do it, why would I agree to do the lineup? Perfect, perfect alibi, you know. If I had done the crime and then thought, I've gotten away with it, and then was asked, do you want to do the lineup? I wouldn't then say, yes, I'd like to come back around and double dip, triple bluff you, and come back in for the lineup. Would it not look more suspicious, though? Because what if your friend who's the cop, what if he knew that you did it? 
But sure, then at that point, just sure. arrest me. Because I could just say, oh, I'm not around that Nah, night. he's got no evidence, but he knows. <laughs> he knows. He's got a hunch. He's got a hunch. He's looking sus. So um, if you start saying no, it's going to sound more and more like you're saying yes, Connor, <laughs> to killing that man. So, Sean, what, what do you do at this point? This guy's already crashed the car at 90 degree angle. He goes on a 15 minute run. He's got to be, I can only assume, fucked. Um, yeah. Emotionally, physically, just out on his feet. And he gets into a cage with an emu. And at that point, I think you got to really question everything that happened in your life that's led you to this point. Because one kick, as you said, is game over. One, yeah, one kick, one peck. I mean, I, I, I think there's a very narrow window there where it can all be okay. And you just need to somehow convince the emu that you're not a threat. <laughs> Which is easier said than done. <laughs> Just, like, yeah, what do you do? How do you how do you coax an emu into neutrality? I'm thinking it's a lot of it's a lot of like hands up, palms open, and saying like, "Hey, hey, it's all right, it's all right." And then I, you're ah, your classic, your classic. You know, I'm assuming that would Isn't work. Is there a thing with bears? Is it that you if you do that or if you don't do that, they they eat you one of the ways? <laughs> I wish you knew which way it was. <laughs> Don't go into the forest of me. But I think I read somewhere that some bears are different. So like there's brown bears and then the other bears. Of course, yeah. we all know the other bears. Grizzly. Um, Grizzly bears. And, and other than that, polar. They're my tree. They're kind of all I know, really, to be honest. There's, some, no, there's a thing that if it's a brown, if the bear is brown, you lie down. Ah, you yes. Try and survive. Mm. If it's black, you fight back and you punch the nose. Uh, if it's grizzly, you're probably dead. And if it's a polar bear, you're also probably dead. You're probably somewhere you shouldn't be. Um, you should probably go south or north. Yeah, you're probably a little bit cold. Uh, <laughs> no no polar bears down south, though, I'll have you know. Uh, oh, yes. Not in the South Pole. All Pe- in the is north. there penguins there? I think there is penguins in the South Pole, Connor. You're correct. That's how they ended up in Madagascar. Hey, so Attenborough is shaking in his fucking boots. Is it Attenborough. me and you on the narration? <laughs> I would love to do a nature narration. I think it'd be great crap. I, all these people um, you see, like John Boyega and like Michael B. Jordan, they're doing it. They're putting on a deep voice. They're like, in the Yeti, this, we see the cheetah running. I don't like that. Don't eat it, right? Yeah. What we need is just the two of us going, are you meant to put your arms up or this land's going to be fucked? Because <laughs> us remembering vague animal facts that we kind of have. And nobody know. gave us a script. <laughs> no, they just let us riff over two hours of penguins killing each other. <laughs> they give us a room with David Attenborough for half an hour. We get to ask him a question and then we have got three hours of recording straight after. But they didn't tell us and we just end up watching those Planet of the Apes movies. But we think it's a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> this is very good. This is God, James Franco's heavily involved, isn't he? <laughs> um, so, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And we've got a thief caught on camera doing I, one of the strangest pieces of robbery I've seen, we've seen in a while. Because I have thief caught on camera stealing trees in North Portland. Oh, like a whole tree? Mm. When, How big is Like a full-grown tree or like a sapling? When Lewis Rojas and um, Mi Burrito owner Miguel got to work Friday morning they immediately noticed two of their trees outside were gone (laughs) it's not what you expect to see it's a very much a double take moment isn't it yeah where you're like what the fuck there definitely was a tree there yesterday Um, I think it's crazy I mean who steals trees Rojas said (laughs) Rojas asking the real questions here (laughs) when they went through their surveillance videos they realised they caught the plant thief on camera after 3am on Friday the video shows a man walks by the front of the restaurant on North Lombard Street everyone's favourite street um, pulling at one of their trees in their planter and walking away then he walks back yanking the tree out and leaving a mess behind then the surveillance shows the man pulling his car around, loading up the tree, and then going back for the second tree, loading that up, and driving off. Okay, so he took two trees mm. for his own purposes, I'm I assuming? For personal use, I suppose. Rojas and Miguel don't think this is the first time this guy has taken plants from them, though. <laughs> As just two weeks ago, more of their plants were stolen. <laughs> It's such an odd thing to steal, a plant. 
<laughs> just a tree. It's just a normal tree. What kind of tree? A, a green one. Jesus, okay. Yeah, I'm on the Why nature not? documentaries as well, so yeah. <laughs> um, he spent a good five hundred dollars trying to fix the front of the store, and it was looking really nice. Said Rojas, um, planted those little trees this last month, and yeah, he's been trying to fix it up nicely, trying to get ready for the summer. He's talking about the older Miguel. Um, Rojas yeah. said, "Everyone is struggling right now, and you had to say this to the thief. It's not cool at all, you know. You got people over here trying to make a living, and then just people stealing trees. <laughs> what the fuck is up with that?" I love how baffled and exhausted this man is. <laughs> it's it's the, probably the strangest um, thief we've had in a while. That you just drive up, but clearly he's walking. He yeah. has a yank on the tree. And he's like, wait, that's not he fully tests it. it. Yeah, I can get, I can grab this. Yeah. I can take this off. But then there's got to be something in his head because he's already stolen plants from there like a few weeks ago to be like, I want no greenery to be here at this store for some reason. Does he have some kind of vendetta against the burrito place? <laughs> also, the it, is there a line, right? Because it, what if he stole a seed from the tree? Would that be thievery? <laughs> yes. A seed. <laughs> was, uh, I when does a seed become a tree, Sean? Well, this is a this is a big this discussion. Is a big question. This, this is, is a big discussion. Is, you know what I mean? I mean, in many ways, it's already it's it's simultaneously is a tree and isn't a tree. And is it a tree? I think we had actually. Uh, I had a story that didn't make it a few weeks ago of a woman who was getting sued by her next door neighbor because she chopped off bits of the tree that were in her back garden, and then right. she planted them in her garden. And then they grew an even bigger tree. Oh. And the guy was like, that's my tree. Give it back. And she's like, it's a fucking tree. Like, I can't give it back. That's true. And he didn't cultivate that tree. No. So I like, oh, that's an interesting, Mm. it's an interesting situation you've put forward there, Connor. Um, I have another story. Um, My my dad was, uh, there was a big, um, I suppose a bush out the front of our garden, okay? Okay. And he had this great idea that instead of going to buy a second batch of seeds for a second bush, what he could do was... I love this. Slice the top off the one in the front and bury that in the backyard. Ultimately, two of them would grow. And did that play out as your father expected? Well, uh, it took all day. I remember it was a Saturday. I, was, I think I, I wasn't that old. I think I was quite young. But I remember my mother being like, this is quite possibly the dumbest idea you've ever had. And him being like, it's fucking gold. Just wait to see this. Right? Infinite bushes. And, and you can understand the vibe that was going in the house that day as I was maybe seven. Being like, oh, yeah. something's off. But I like I like the idea as well that your dad woke up one morning and just <laughs> no, decided to do this. It was this. A fully just that day. Looked out the window and was like, that fucking bush can be halved and put in the back, right? And so he spends a long time slicing this fucking york in half. Then he somehow gets it through the house, leaving stuff everywhere. The shit was everywhere. That did he not go down well. The house. No, he put it through the house, right? Of course he did, right? So the place in fucking bits. Gets to the backyard, digs it up, plants it, okay? Yeah. You'll never be surprised Profit. to know both of them died. <laughs> it, was, look, it was a gamble. It was, it was double or nothing, you know? He took the big risk and he ended up with no bush. <laughs> so... You can understand how a few days later, if you're in any relationship with anyone, how at that moment you have two choices. You can either accept I may have fucked that one or you have to double down. And so I, if I remember correctly, I think he doubled down and he was like, no, that was a good idea. It was something to do with the bush that was wrong. Just it wasn't. It wasn't hardy enough for the environment, you know. <laughs> and, and then you just kept getting the hmm. Yeah. I would say that, yeah. Hmm. Right, right. Hmm. A lot of that bush hmm. now. <laughs> Which is not the response you want for any grand ideas that you're getting. It really isn't, no. But I think, like, a part of me is, like, listening to that story and being like, fuck, I can see where he's coming from, though. <laughs> the man was trying to double up. <laughs> it's making a lot of sense to me here, Connor. <laughs> but it made sense for, like, 
the the hours that he was doing it. And then about, I would say maybe two days later, I remember distinctly him going, yeah, I think I, I fucked that now, to be honest. <laughs> that was a dumb idea. Because <laughs> I like, they, like, you can see the edges of the leaves just starting to go brown. <laughs> they were just fraying as there was literally, because if you just chop off that top, there's there's no like roots. He just was digging a fucking hole and putting the top of it into it. He just buries a, a bush. Is, is he just what buried happened. the top half of a bush with no roots? So what's the, what's the alternative then? Cut it in half, lengthwards, down the middle, down the middle. Then <laughs> <laughs> it'll um, grow and replace the other. I mean, half. I would assume just buy another few seeds, a few more seeds for a different bush. Yeah, because bur- like bushes grow, so you could just get seeds for a bush. It's going to take fucking ages, though, to grow. Oh, you didn't have time. <laughs> no, we need <laughs> this bush here and now. <laughs> um, so, Sean, what what does this man want with the tree? Does he just do it up his house, or is it is it a case of he just doesn't like that particular store? Uh, I think, I think it's a store thing. I think he might have been like, but surely if it was this thing with the store that like banned him or whatever. The store owners would know exactly who it was. Yeah, they have them on CCTV, but they don't know who it is. I think I think he's just found an easy mark now for plants that can be taken. Mm. So they need to start getting like trees, but they're poured like there's concrete poured on top of them. So <laughs> the lad tries to pull trees. it. Yeah, yeah, get the fake trees, concrete over yeah. them. The guy tries to pull it the next day, and it's actually like. A bomb. It's, it's like it's it's like paper mache with barbed wire inside it. So he grips it, and then his hands are in bits. Or glitter. You blow up the bomb oh. in glitter, then you know it's him. Or napalm, and you burn him to death. C four. You C four the tree into the ground. Tiny FBI agents listening. <laughs> My Google search is here. Where do you get C four? Oh um, no! <laughs> just hear the sirens. Um, Sean, I have one small story that I really wanted to get to, and you'll very quickly realise why I've covered this story. Um, Richmond mayor offers five hundred dollar award for source of mystery base beat. Mystery what? Base beat. Base. Base. Oh. Like bait, like bait, like okay. I see. Thank you for the audio demonstration. (laughs) Yes, it's a mystery. They don't know where it's coming from. The mayor's offered a five hundred dollar award for anyone who can track it down. Not high enough, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, Um, This mayor, by the way, has I think possibly the best name we've ever covered on this show. Richmond Mayor Tom Butt. (laughs) But spelled with two T's. It's Butt. Mr. Butt, pleasure to meet you. <laughs> Mr. Butt. How did he get through school? How did he get to anywhere? I That's mean, why he became the mayor. So like, he's like, no, no one can bully me. Nobody can bully me charge. if I'm the mayor. <laughs> How did he win the mayoral campaign? You Would wouldn't you, vo- you wouldn't vote for a man named Butt in a mayoral <laughs> election. Mr. Butt, I suppose you would. Um... He announced um, on Sunday that his office was offering a $500 award to the person who can clearly identify the source of a mysterious bass beat that disturbed the sleep of city residents last Saturday night and early Sunday morning. Okay, Mm. but can it not just be attributed to music or something like that? Well, it is music, Sean. That's the thing. It's dubstep. There's dubstep playing. Now, look... I think we all think of the same thing of, would you not just go towards where the noise is coming from? That would make sense. That's how Um, sound works. But here's the thing. They played it all night. They stopped playing it in the morning. Then they played all night. They stopped playing it in the morning. Go out at night then. No, no, the police only work nine to five. Okay, that they're not going convenient out. Convenient for crim- criminals. <laughs> the mayor later stated that a few community tips may have helped them narrow down the identity of the source of the sound. I mean, it's a speaker. I, I, we can solve yeah. that bit. We can um, figure that much out, Mister Butt. One tipster actually received the five hundred dollar reward after they confirmed that the noise was generated from pickup trucks loaded with music speakers um, from electro funk music. <laughs> what? So, uh, so, 
So they know where it's coming from. <laughs> well, they, they know, know it's, coming, it's from, coming from. They come. It's coming from music speakers on the yeah. pack of on the back of pickup trucks, um, and the speakers are blasting electro funk music for a late night party. But that person is just describing the situation. They're not giving you, d- describing noise. Describing sound, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, it's, it's a it's a lot as well to say. It's like it's definitely the back of a pickup truck. Residents of widespread locations spanning from Point Richmond to Centre City to East Richmond Heights. Uh, pretty great places. A, do we have um, a, a radius on that? Or? Oh, 5,000 miles. I don't know. God, um, that's quite big. They, say, they were talking about an incessant bass tone beat that kept them up all night, said the mayor. Some people reported hearing the loud repetitive noising, noises throughout late Saturday night and into Sunday morning until 8am as they desperately sought its source. I mean... Like, walking through the street, surely that would narrow it down. Because, as you said, it's sound. Yeah. Unle- now, unless they've set it up in various locations around the city. You'd confuse them. Confuse them. They're trying to, they're, they're trying to distract them mm. uh, while they have a big rave in the centre. Now, look, uh, it wasn't normal music, Sean. Uh, we've heard from J-Man, <laughs> who said it was a loop of some sort of electronic dance music, EDM techno, that would start and stop a few times, get louder and louder and louder, and then stop. And then start all over again at the very bottom of the beat, over, over and, and over, over and again, over. throughout the night. It sounds like a good time, doesn't it, Connor? Like- sounds like a bit of crack. Bit of crackola to be had, uh, or to be many a stampin' done to that. Uh, does the does J Man J Man seems like a very cool individual, right? Does J Man have anything to, to do with this? <laughs> yeah, why is J Man ratting out the the little techno club that's going on? Um, Mayor Butt said. This, this, <laughs> Connor, please, he's an elected official. Don't bully him. <laughs> Mayor Butt. There's no way you can still not be bullied. If your you mayor are a is child. Mayor Butt. <laughs> like, like, Mayor Butt is just too good. Mayor Butt said the sound continued after 2am when the event ended. So they just kept playing the music after the party apparently was over. Same thing the whole time. Just on mm-hmm. a loop. Mm-hmm. You'd say something if it was a good playlist. Um, They also said it included the possibility of someone driving around the area with the beatbox in a boom car. I love that idea. These are all just very white old people terms, I I must admit. Mayor Butt is saying there's beatboxing going on in a boom car. Yeah, because the beatbox, that implies someone is doing that with their their voice, which is not (laughs) ideal. Uh, It's the hippity-hoppity brigade. I do love the boom car concept, though, Mm. that it's just this car that drives around and, like, the bass is constantly dropping on it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just constantly about, just as you think it's going to get there, it stops, starts again. That would be the worst type of dubstep. It never, the bass never drops. That definitely exists. It's it's all build, the whole song, and then it just cuts. (laughs) And then it ends. (laughs) And then never going to give you up plays at full volume. <laughs> My most hated thing these days is oh. redoing songs from the 80s, but with music or dance music on them. Um, oh, yeah, I know this trend. Yeah, redoing yeah, yeah. them in general. Uh, did you, the, the recent one with Elton John and Dua Lipa, isn't that one that they yeah. redid Rocket Man? And I'm like, just leave it. Rocket Man exists. I'm Elton, you don't need the money. I know you, you know, don't. You've cashed in already, and fair play to you. <laughs> Elton, but you're still alive. <laughs> just leave it. I like, I'm really into people making really just fucked up versions of songs from song, ly- from like movie lines. Have you mm. watched Stranger Things yet? Yes. Uh, you know the Chrissy Wake Up thing? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of versions of that, but people have like um, vocoded it to like the Star Wars theme song, and it's hilarious to me. I don't know why. <laughs> it used to be a thing back in like back when we were young. Was people would say I'm a DJ, and all they would really do is take the song, put it into their computer, probably through LimeWire, and yeah, then course. just slow down bits of the song, and then speed up other bits of the song. And you were a DJ. You were, you were, yeah. And uh, Crossfade, Crossfade was a big thing. Just Whack two songs together, why not? 
you got to crossfade in, crossfade back out. You go back in and you speed up the first song so you know it's getting it's getting higher. Beats getting more and more. You don't know what to do with yourself, Sean. The party has already started. Look, Connor, I was in the middle of all of those parties. <laughs> Me and my I friend, Mr. Butt. <laughs> Mayor Butt. Um, I really want more things to happen in this town so we hear more from Mr. Butt. Um, thing is, if anything ever we often forget like characters like if anyone ever does pop up again in a weird news story mm. oftentimes we do forget them if Mayor Butt ever pops up again it'll be like Iron Man coming back to the MCU <laughs> like it's gonna be amazing the man his name is literally Butt I mean I cannot stress enough how much bullying he deserves um, I, but it's like I'm talking you don't have to go all in but I mean his name is both like it's just know what I mean I mean mean, his father Harry Harry Butt (laughs) his uncle Willie Willie Butt (laughs) (laughs) ah look it's all funny games here all funny games (laughs) so we're we're finishing off weird news this week Sean um, with of course Florida Man because Florida Man he's he's done some stuff Um, so we're finishing off with Florida man arrested for driving to Space Force base in stolen truck to warn government of aliens. That's that's a plot to a film, surely. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, he's he's maybe the wisest of us all. He's so warned us. I think so. Space Force base as well. Like Space Force base. Do you not remember fa- Space Force? It was set up. I think Trump set it up. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I do remember this. It's it was like the a whole sixth thing. branch of the military space I just force. Figured, I just figured they had wound that down by this point. Now here's the thing: I've seen Independence Day too. Space force doesn't work. Okay, those aliens still come. They fuck us all up. Yeah, that, but those we've lads got, didn't we've, do nothing. We've got Big Willie to defend us, Connor. <laughs> he wasn't around for that movie. He didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> we've got. His son character? Is Chris Hemsworth's brother? He's there? Yeah, yeah, that's probably fine, right? Um, a, a man has been arrested in Florida after he allegedly stole a pickup truck and drove to a Space Force base to warn the government that US aliens were at war with Chinese dragons. I'm sorry. <laughs> US, okay, so... The alien, the space he put aliens. nationalities on them, even though yeah. they're not from the planet. What's going? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, buddy! They would have believed you, but you've just leveled it with a certain amount of bias here. So the the space aliens are U.S. Yeah. citizens. Well, they came here legally, Sean, through the migration system. <laughs> they got visas, and then they all have green cards. They're fighting. The mythological Chinese dragon. Well, they're not mythological. They're fighting them, aren't they? But, but, but are they, though? Yeah. Are they? Like, where's the yeah. evidence, Connor? So, Corey Johnson was arrested on Friday last week, uh, so the 22nd of July. Johnson, who's accused of stealing the Ford F-150 several days prior, claimed that the president had instructed him to go to the base to tell the lads. Big so, Joe Biden said... Big Joe... According Merely. to an arrest, <laughs> only you can tell us this message that the, the US the aliens <laughs> and the Chinese dragons are fighting. According to an arrest affidavit, Johnson allegedly stole the 2013 Ford three days prior along uh, from Riviera Beach. And Tuesday, he embarked on a two-hour journey to South Patrick Drive, where the base is located. The affidavit also states that Johnson told deputies the President of the United States had told him in his head he must take the truck and warn the government of the war between the aliens from the USA and the Chinese dragons. They're fighting and the lads need to know. What side are we on in this then? Between the US aliens and the Chinese dragons? I have to be honest, I think if you bring the fact that there's aliens in the US to the Space Force. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to make them feel bad because clearly they've failed in their mission. You had one aliens job, lads. Like, you had one job to get them out and they're here. And not only are they here, they have perfectly valuable visas and they're working full-time in the USA, um, I could only assume. And they have they have residency. But, but now they're going to war uh, just themselves, their own tight-knit little community. You would think lay low. 
just lay low. If you've gotten in, you've gotten there, you know what I mean? You're a half-lizard person. Just chill out for a while. No, go straight for the dragons. Right. Okay. What's their beef with the dragons, though? What's like? What's the issue there? What's because they they presumably, being from space, are not bound by the same level of 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 bias and intolerance as many wars are fought over on Earth, Connor. Yeah. So what? What the fuck do these US aliens have against the Chinese? I love the fact that aliens come here and immediately devolve into like human idiocy. That we're like, we gotta fight someone else. We need to prove that we're the best. <laughs> we're a class. <laughs> and so, I mean, he's very kindly carjacked a different car. And, you know, he drove the two hours because he thought communicating this information about this extraterrestrial life form is very important, Sean. Why, if the president needed this information told to the Space Force, why mm. couldn't the president head of the American government, contact an American government agency, uh, given his power as president, to let them know this information, Connor. He didn't have time. He didn't have time. Didn't have time. Didn't Did have not time. have time. Why, so does the president, why does President Joe Biden have a direct mental link to Corey here? When was that set <laughs> Not up? even a phone number. <laughs> He's going straight through mental link. Straight through up here. Here's what's yeah, going yeah. on. Let me yeah. tell you. Is this a constant feed of information? Can Joe turn mm. it on enough? Is it, is it the one and all? Is it a one and done? Is Joe an alien? Is it a one and done situation, do you think? Mm. Mm. Has it, did Joe have like one chat with Doctor Strange and he was like, I'm only allowing you to link with one person for two minutes yeah. and you've got a very important message. And this is it. And Joe said, I'd like Corey Johnson, Florida man, to pass on this information that's very important. There's dragons in China and also aliens in the USA. Corey, where are you? I hope it's two hours away from where you need to be. <laughs> you need a car. What, you don't have a car? Steal a car. I'm steal giving car. you full permission to steal a car. You tell them that the president allowed you to steal this car. They'll know what it means. <laughs> oh, they'll pick it up. That's pretty subtle, but they'll pick it up. <laughs> Do you believe any of his story, Sean? Has Florida man gone wrong here? I think I just I I I'd, I'd love to believe the story, Connor. But the level of uh, hmm. the level of quite frankly convenience that he is the only one who can hear Joe Biden, hmm. and he just happened to steal a car and drive to a space force base. It just it's, it doesn't line up for me, you know. So it, what do we think actually happened? Are we thinking he stole a car, then he ended up at the space force base, and then? Let's think of this on the fly. I think so. I think I, I think that during the long two-hour drive, he had time to think about a a believable alibi. And I think, you know what? He fucking nailed it in one car. <laughs> <laughs> when he thought of that, he was like, fuck, they could be US aliens. And then we'd need to fight someone else, wouldn't we? Like, I can't I need fight to a different alien. I need a bigger threat. I need to create a threat bigger than I am right it's now. It's Godzilla and Mothra. Like, right, so we have aliens, right? But they can't fight other aliens because they don't want to start alien on alien war. Okay, so Not at all. We, if, we, if people fight out there's aliens, we need an even bigger threat to take people's minds off the aliens being here. So then they can accept them. What if he believes in aliens, right? So he's like, okay, I'm just going to tell him that aliens are coming. Yeah. But then he's like, oh, fuck, but I really like aliens. <laughs> but I don't believe in dragons. Yeah. So I need a way to get the general public on our side about aliens. Our side. Me and Joe. Our side. Me and Joe. <laughs> to get, get them on our side about aliens. So we need a common enemy. Mm. And what does everyone hate? Dragons. <laughs> I think I think I'd back a dragon before I back an alien. Oh, in a har- a dragon has yeah. that fight over an alien. Dragons are taking that ten times out of ten. But that's why, like that, that's the that that's why like the American people would love an underdog story. You know? Ah, so that's why course. you got to side with the American aliens versus yeah. the far superior dragons. It's it's just you know what Florida man he. He he gets up to some stuff. This is just a normal week for him. This is just what he does. The um, more the, the older I get, the more of these shows we do, the more I I empathise with Florida man Connor. I and think the just, two of us have come around that maybe he's in the right. Maybe just some. Maybe sometimes 
He's not so bad, all right? He's just going on little adventures. <laughs> Sorry about that stolen car. Uh, but, Sean, I think that's it for this week's weird news. What a week of weird news, Connor. Would you like me to take us out? Yes, why not? Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Big thank you to everyone over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Link to that in the description. And shout-outs, of course, go to watch the Yes And 24-hour D&D charity live stream starting 12pm, 27th of August, New Zealand Standard Time. Waffles will be DMing. Excellent news, Waffles. I will try and tune into that if I can. That sounds like fun. Um, I don't know what the time conversion is on that, but that's what Google exists for. <laughs> Thanks also to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer. Ah, Ro- Sean, Roisin oh. has changed her name that Roisin. she sent in last week and I forgot all about it. Oh, so Connor, I apologise. Didn't update the Google Doc. But Sean, Roisin's new name is Roisin Chunky Lopes. Ah, oh, <laughs> Roche, that was sent in a private message. Yeah, because I I got my ear pierced, uh, and the 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 guy who was doing the piercing <laughs> said I had chunky lobes, and he had to use <laughs> special ear piercings. <laughs> <laughs> so, and what I said that in intro. confidence. <laughs> So it's Roisin Chunky Lobes. Roisin Chunky Lobes, Palmer. Sean Chunky Lobes, really. Well, look, she's yeah. keeping the side up. Uh, Ryan Technically Fine Evanson. Sean Chuck It In The Wash and It'll Be Grand Jameson. Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green. Anna Hilmroos. Lil Dicky, I'm from Colorado and have pushed a peanut with my nose up a mountain, but you don't hear me bragging, McGrew. Oh. Uh, if that's true, by the way, I'm sorry for all the slagging off I did about people that did that. <laughs> There's no way he's done. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Videos or we don't believe it. <laughs> Thanks also to Danny McLaughlin, Ray, the fabulous Frogman, Sam, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Sackman41, Frost, and Buster. Thank you all for the continued support. You're absolutely amazing humans. Um and head on over to the Patreon if you want to check out movie reviews and stuff we do. Uh review of the incredible Hulk. Uh, going up very, very soon. One of my favourite MCU <laughs> films of all time, inexplicably. Amazing. Um, other ways to support the show is the merch store link below, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter is at heroesforhirepod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Development's discussion group. Instagram is heroesforhirepodcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Chunky Lawler. <laughs> so we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.